0: Perak Beis, Mishnah, Vav, asrik The asrik tree, Shavali Ilah, is compared to a regular fruit tree, Bishlo in three ways. V'lyarek, yet is compared to a vegetable, B'darach Echad, in one way. Shavali Ilah is compared to a fruit tree with regards to Arla, with regards to revai with regards to Shvi, with regards to Shemitah. And in these three items, Arla, revai and Shemitah, we go by the Eswig after the Khanata after the sprouting of the Eswig, not after the Lakita not after the plucking. It's like all oh, the trees, we go after the chanata. The Mishnah explains, with regards to Arla, fruit of Arla, the Chantu, they sprout during the third year from when the tree is planted. So even though they may be plucked, maybe a Nilka in the fourth year, nevertheless they're forbidden because of Arla, because we go after the Khanata. The Hanah that was in the third year, therefore it still has a status of Arla as forbidden with regards to Reva'i. So fruit that sprouted during the fourth year, even though they were nilkat, they were plucked in the fifth year, they still have a, they still have a status of Reva'i. We know that Arla is totally forbidden in Bahana. Reva'i is you can eat it but only in Yerushalayim during the fourth year. So these fruits of a regular tree or of an Esrik tree, even, so Shechanto, it sprouted during the fourth year, even though it was plucked in the fifth year, we go after when it sprouted, and therefore the status of Ravai. And one cannot eat it outside Yerushalayim, we have to eat it only in Yerushalayim. Uvish, we is the Shemitah year. Fruit that sprouted during the sixth year of the Shemitah cycle, the year before Shemitah. And then nilkatu was plucked during the Shemitah year, so there's no din of Shemitah on them. If they sprouted during the seventh year, even though they were plucked in the 8th year, the year after Shemitah. So then Dinam Kepera, Shvisa, it will have the status of Shviyas, because when did it sprout? During the 7th year. We go after the time that it sprouted. And B'darech Echad, with regards to vegetables, is compared to a vegetable in one way. Shibishash Lekitase by vegetables, the time of the Lekita, the picking, is when one takes off Maeswis. So too, with regards to this Esrig, is compared to a vegetable that the picking, the time of the picking, is Kovea for the Maeswis. Meaning, with regards to Maisel, we go after the little Kito of the fruit, not after the Chanata. So Shapiro is the fruit of the Eswig, if it's picked during the first year of a shemitah cycle, the second year, the fourth or the fifth year, so then you separate the Maison Rishon and the Maison Shemi, whereas if the fruit were plucked in the third and sixth year of a shemitah cycle, you separate Maison Rishon and Maison Ani. So we're going at the time of the plucking, not at the time of the chanata, with regards to maestras. And so too, peris the the fruit of an esr, say shemitah, See, it was plucked in the uh, seventh year, in the shemitah year. So even though shechantu, they sprouted in the sixth year, if they, pr- they, if they sprouted in the sixth year, lo din shemitah, there will be no din of shemitah on them, but nevertheless... With regards to Miser, they would be exempt from ma'aser. I that shemitah, yeah. But tell me, come they would be exempt from ma'aser? Could then perish Because when was it plucked, it was plucked in the shemitah year, and with regards to ma'aser, we go after the plucking, therefore be exempt from ma'aser. This is the opinion of Abraham Liel, that since an S-rig, it does not grow totally on the uh, rainwater like all other trees, kishar hilanos. And it goes by calm life, it also needs regular irrigation, like a vegetable. So an it needs rain from above and irrigation. Therefore, Rav Gamliel holds that with regards to meiser, we view it like a vegetable. Then we go after the L- lakita. but with regards to aril rabai and Shemitah, we go after the chanata like a tree. <speaking in Hebrew> that gives us this source. Rabbi says, The esser is compared to a fruit tree with regards to all manners, even the mice, they'll go after the time of the chanat of the sprouting, not after the not after the flocking. Mishnah zayin, dam mahalchei shtayim, blood from those that walk on two, meaning a human being, they walk on two feet. So blood of a person, as compared to the blood of a animal, with regards to the din of liquids, to make food or seeds susceptible to Tumah, meaning there are seven liquids, they make food, they put food into a stage to be susceptible to Tumah. We've learned about this in numerous places. And included in including those seven liquids is as blood, Shnemar says, by dam of a behemah, says, by dam of an animal, chayi v'ofa and by chayi and of, that's these kosher birds, al arz tush p'chadu So we have hekesh, dam, mayim it's like water makes food susceptible to tummah. So to blood makes food susceptible to Tumah. Shadamah, the blood of a person is compared to the blood of a behema that can make food susceptible to tuma And we say zram here, seeds, that's, that doesn't mean it just means seeds. It means regular food also. So the lashon of the pasuk is v'chiyut and al zera, but the truth is, it's all foods also. Uh, so, so I mean, if you have regular food that touches, you know, something like a dead, uh, uh, a uh, creepy crawling insect it doesn't necessarily make a tummy. But if the food has a liquid on it, then it touches a insect, dead insect, then it makes a tummy. It's the liquid on top of it that makes it susceptible to tumma. So, blood of a person is compared to blood of an animal and falls under this category of making a food item susceptible to tumma. However, the dam of a sharits, the dam of a creepy-crawling insect, does not make uh, food susceptible to tumah if it's touching the food. Because the Pesach says, A creepy-crawling insect is tummy to you, but its blood will not make food susceptible to be mekabal tumah. So it's important to understand the difference over here. A creeper crawling insect, which is dead, of course, is the tumma. But if you have an apple, and the apple touches the insect, it's not necessarily tumma unless the apple is in a stage of being susceptible to tumma. How is that? It's got to have one of the seven liquids on it. Then if it touches a creeper crawling insect, it will be, tum- be tumma. What are the seven liquids? So the blood of an animal, the blood of a person, are in that category, that if those uh, bloods are on this apple, and the apple touches a dead insect, then the apple will become Tome. And the mission concludes, Vedam ha'sherets. What about the blood of a sharitz? So the blood of a sharitz ain't chayav Meaning, the la'dam the blood of a person, is compared to the blood of a sherets of a creepy-calling insect. She ain't chayav dam, that if you eat it, you're not chayav of dam. Because one who eats a kazayas of blood from a uh, behema, an animal, or a chayav or an oaf on purpose, he's chayav karis. As the Pasuk says, So one who eats blood from an animal is chayev karis. Aval, but, chayev, one who eats blood from a sheritz, from a, a creeper calling insect, he's not chayev because of the lap of dam. And so does the blood of a person. It's the same status of the blood of a sheritz, that one who eats blood of a person, he's not chayev mishim dam. Uh, however, the dam of a person is forbidden on a rabbinic level. If the blood leaves the person. And say it's in a cup or it's on top of bread or something. And he's going to eat that blood on a rabbinic level. It's forbidden. Uh, and that which we said, when, when he eats the blood of a sheriff, of a creepy crawling insect, is not chayyab because of dam. That's when he had hasra. He was warned, don't drink that uh, blood. You may be transgressing the sin of eating blood. So on a Torah level, he does not transgress that history If one was warned, don't drink the blood because it's a creepy crawling insect, that's a separate love. And if one drinks that blood, then he'd be high of malchus, he would get malchus, because the blood of a sharetz is like the flesh of a sharetz. So there's two separate isurim here. There's eating a creepy crawling insect, and there's eating the blood of a creepy crawling insect. So one who was warned, don't drink that blood, and then he drinks from it, he's not necessarily over a Torah prohibition. Because the blood of an insect is not prohibited on a Torah level. But if one is warned that says, Don't drink that blood because it is a sharitz. So now I'm not warning you because it's blood, I'm warning you because it's a creepy-crawling insect. And the blood has the same status as as the flesh of the insect, and one were to drink that blood, then he would be makas from like eating a creepy crawling insect. Alright, we'll hold it here.